what's going on, everybody, and welcome to Off the Puck Podcast, episode 18. And we've got a special guest from the Kitchener Rangers, drafted to the New Jersey Devils, a big defenseman, six foot three. We got a funny story to to tell about myself coaching him and completely forgetting, but luckily I have evidence. Uh, Michael Vukavich, how are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's always great to have a local guy on, and uh, I know a lot of people are excited about having you. So I got a few questions from some some of my uh, my Kitchener Rangers contacts that want to just want a couple answers out of you. So how's the summer been, and how has your uh, quarantine been? You know, it's been good. Uh, the season cut short in March, and uh, it was a little upsetting that we didn't get to finish the season. Uh, we had a good team, so you know, we were hoping to make a big push, but uh, it got cut short. So uh, back home and, and almost right into summer training. Um, so it's been good, been on the ice, back in the gym, um, social distancing as much as I can, kind of staying home as much as I can. Uh, you know, it's been good, but really dedicated to hockey this summer. Good for you. And where where are you living? Are you living in Kitchener? No, I'm in Georgetown. Uh, my oh, you're in Georgetown. Okay, nice. Yeah, so working out in Oakville, Mississauga, skating there too. So it's it's worked out well for me. Perfect. So tell us a little bit about your uh, about your playing background, where you started. I know you were a Rebel, which, uh, you know, back in 2016. So, you know, kind of talk to me about the GTHL and how it's kind of groomed you to be uh, the player you are today. Yeah, I played my whole minor hockey career in, in the G for the Rebels. Uh, we had the same core group of guys uh, the whole way through. So, you know, it was awesome. We, we grew together and we were really close teams. So we had a lot of chemistry. So we had a lot of success. Uh, Won a bunch of championships. Um, you know, we had a good team, and a couple guys, uh, you know, went on to, to do great things. A couple guys in NCAA now, and a couple other guys in the OHL. So, you know, great development there. Perfect. And who was coaching you at the time? Uh, Paul Jackson. Sure. What kind of impact did he have on you as a, as a player? You know, what were some of the things that he said, uh, you know, told you as a player? And obviously, having good size and good speed and uh, you know, what were just some of the thing, the traits and uh, the characteristics he wanted you to be uh, to make you a better player? Oh man, I think he taught me everything I know about the game. I played for him wow. since I was five years old. So oh shoot, yeah. So my whole life I played for the same coach. So I mean, I was really fortunate for that. Um, you know, now I'm going to switch coaches and get used to new coaching styles. Um, so I mean, he pretty much taught me everything I know from a young age, and then uh, you know, he was just great for me and. Um, you know, really helped my transition to junior um, really easy because he played pro hockey for, for a bunch of years and he's a great pro. So um, I think teaching me from a young age how to be a pro and how to be a mature player and a mature person, I mean, I think I really learned a lot from him. A lot of my success is owed to him. Now, one of the things I love about uh, you, obviously just looking you up and you played with the Georgetown Raiders for a few in the OJ as a, as a call up. Uh, but what I really like is your, is your, uh, the move to the USHL and playing for Green Bay. You only played 12 games, though. So talk a bit about that experience going to the USHL and then eventually coming back to the OHL. Yeah, so um, I was committed to the University of Michigan um, and then played a couple games for Georgetown after the minor midget season and uh, went on their playoff run with them. And, you know, we came up short in the Dudley Hewitt, but we won the league. So that was a great success there. And then the following year, um, decided to move to Green Bay and uh, they drafted me in the USHL draft. So... Um, to play there for my uh, 16, 17-year-old year before going to Michigan was uh, was the plan. Unfortunately, it didn't work out and it fell through to, um, you know, decided to, you know, relocate and, and play for Kitchener. And, you know, great time in Green Bay just didn't work out. And, you know, playing Kitchener really helped me and, you know, evolved me as a player. And, and I found great success there, especially in our first year. We made a long playoff run. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a goal away from being in the OHL championship. So, I mean, it, it's a little uh, different route, but I mean, it's worked out this far. It's great. And now, you know, talk a bit about the USHL and the OHL comparison, because a lot of Canadians obviously don't know USHL hockey. You know, what's the style difference? Um, you know, do they get fans? Is there, you know, what's the support like in the area? Yeah, we had a great fan base in Green Bay. Uh, we had a great rank. We see almost 10,000 people. So uh, we'd get around 4,000 a game. So we had, we had great fans, great support in the city. Um, we were kind of a big deal in the city, same way in Kitchener. And then, you know, the leagues, uh, it's a different league than the OHL in terms of travel and, you know, schedules and um, the, the style of play. It's more of a north-south um, you know, grind hockey and the OHL is more of a, a skilled game, in my opinion, and, and what I've felt and played through. Yeah. Awesome. So now you're, so now you're in Kitchener, you've been here for the last three years, you know, talk, talk to me about, uh, you know, the coaches and the, and the cha- some of the changes that have happened over the last couple of years, but now you've got coach uh, Mike McKenzie and what's, what, what's his impact been, been on you as a player? Yeah, so going back to my first year, uh, our head coach was Jay McKean. Our D coach was Dennis Weidman, two NHLers with, you know, close to a thousand games. And I mean, uh, huge hockey backgrounds and they know what it takes and, and they stayed at the NHL level for a while. So, you know, really learning day in and day out from them and, and what it takes and what kind of player you have to be and what kind of things you have to do. I mean, huge help for me and uh, you, you can't buy that experience that they have. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they really kind of took me as a player and what kind of player I was and and got me to focus my attention to that and, you know, what's going to make me successful and what's going to help me get to the next level. And then, uh, you know, we have Mike McKenzie now, who's also our GM and he's a little different coaching style, but I mean, he's also been great for me. Um, really trust me as a player and I really trust him as a coach. So having that relationship really helps both of us and allows me to be the best player I can be for myself and, you know, help the team a lot. And, and if he relies on me to help the team, then, no, I'll take that 100%. And I've learned a lot from him also. He, he's a Division One uh, hockey player. So, I mean, he has great experience in the game too. And he's taught me different things. Um, a lot about being a person, um, you know, your, your mental aspects and a lot of that stuff, which has also helped me a great deal. So, you know, people talk a lot about trust. And I think this is a really good opportunity to, to dive into trust and, and how coaches and players earn trust, you know. So, so what has Coach Mike, GM Mike, done to earn your trust? Just by trusting me. Um, you know, as a 16-year-old, um, he calls – he has the final say in a lot of decisions, but allowing me to, you know, play against top lines in my 16-year-old year in the playoffs with only 20 games of experience, I mean, that showed me a lot as, uh, of what kind of trust he had in me as a player. And, you know, getting that trust, I, I gave him the exact same trust back, so – if he trusts me to be in those positions, then I'm going to trust him to, you know, do what he asked me to do and what's going to help the team. So just that open line of communication and, and that trust of each other and depending on each other and not letting each other down and fulfilling each other's expectations. I think that's the, the biggest part. So you're playing for Kitchener Rangers, one of the, in my opinion, one of the top three uh, OHL organizations, you know, what's the Kitchener Rangers and the, and the community doing to prepare you for hopefully one day a career at the professional or the NHL level? Uh, you know, cause obviously you're getting, you know, between eight to 10,000 fans and a lot of junior clubs don't get that. So you got to feel a little bit spoiled. Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're the best organization in the whole CHL, in my opinion. I mean, um, we always say that we're a mini NHL market. I mean, our fans are so passionate. Um, when you're in the town or the city, you go out, you're going to get recognized. you got to be respectful at all times. And we're community-owned community owned also. So 
that's another aspect where, you know, we owe it to our fans that support us and, and pay money that they earn to, you know, come support us and watch us. And then, you know, just to, you know, always demand the best out of yourself at the rink away from the rink. I mean, I think that's the, the biggest part about being Kitchener and it's really preparing you to, on how to become a pro, how to carry yourself away from the rink, how to, you know, be an adult, be mature and, you know, take care of yourself and, and, and get the job done. So, you know, you're, you're one of the leaders on the team and, you know, let's talk a little bit about the actual team and the makeup of the hockey club, you know, are there a couple guys on there that, uh, you know, are the pranksters on the team? Who's the funny guy? Who's the serious guy? Uh, you know, and just kind of dive into what the team makeup is. We, we have a good group of uh, a mixture of all of that. I mean, I think I throw myself in the more goofy side and <laughs> the dance around, you know, sing a little bit, a couple karaoke's here and there. And, I mean, but when it comes to game timing, I, I think some guys are looser, but, I mean, we have fun. We love it. I mean, it's what everyone on that room wants to do for us their life. So you have to have fun with it. you got to love it. So, um, I mean, even though we're loose, we have fun and, and we're serious and we, we get the job done on the ice, but we definitely enjoy it in the whole process. For sure. Listen, it's always great to have, a, again, a, a happy personality and to be kind of that spark plug in the dressing room. So, you know, who else, you know, outside of yourself, you know, who is really taking a leadership role in that room? Um, you know, whether they wear a letter or not, that's going to help you, you know, in the 2020 season. And because uh, you're going to have high expectations again. Yeah. If I mean, we start up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever the season starts, if that happens, you know, we're going to have high expectations. But I mean, everyone's a leader in their own way. I don't think anyone's so to say a follower and, you know, can't be their own person. But I mean, right from my 16 year old year till now, different kinds of leaders, a couple different captains, um, different assistant captains. You learn everything from everybody. And, you know, one great leader I had was uh, Connor Bunneman, who was our captain my first mm-hmm. year. And uh, he wasn't the most vocal guy. Um, you know, he wasn't the first on NHL pick like some of the other guys we had, but he really led by example and really, you know, did the little things right, took care of himself, um, was really approachable to all the young guys, <clears throat> worked hard in practice. And I think that's the kind of leader that, you know, I look up to. And, and if, if I'm going to be a leader one day, I think that's the kind of leader I would be and look up to him and, and kind of be someone like that, where you lead by example, you don't just talk the talk. So now you've gone, you've played three years in the OHL. Um, you know, I want to talk a bit about your draft experience. Uh, you know, let's, let's start right at the beginning. So, you're playing, obviously, you know, it's your draft year, you know, who, do you remember who the first agent that approaches you or uh, approached you was? I, I think this group called Maloney and Thompson. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't recall the details or anything, but I think that was the first one. And I think Ban- minor Bantam. Okay, great. And you know, obviously, so now who are you, who's your, uh, who have you decided to go with moving forward and uh, you know, just talk about the group that's uh, representing you. Well, I'm with Octagon Sports and, and Rob Hooper, and I, I mean, they've been great for me since I was, I think, 14 years old. Uh, you know, they've always been there for me and supported me in, in, you know, every decision I've made in hockey career, and they've been for me there as a person in that aspect of things. I mean, they're like an extended family to me and my family, you know, really look out for us. So, I mean, they've been great for me, and, you know, we, we have great respect for each other, and, you know, it's worked out well. Perfect. So now you're in, they've, they represent you. There's a couple teams that are calling you. So you go through the first and second round and yet now you're into the third round of, you know, were you expecting New Jersey? Was New Jersey one of the teams that you, you thought were going to look at you? No, and I didn't talk to them a whole lot during the, the, the season, but I had a great feeling with them after the combine. 
um, felt the, the interview there went really well. And um, my agents, I was sitting with them in the draft. They gave me a, a short list of teams that, you know, were possibilities for me. And New Jersey is one of them. So when they picked my name, it was a huge relief. And, you know, the world felt like it was lifted off my shoulders, just, you know, belonging to an NHL club and what I've worked for for 18 years is, Finally paid off a little bit, so it was a great feeling. Absolutely. What was that? You know what? You said you had a good feeling. What was the meeting like, and how many people were in the meeting? Who was in the meeting? Um, there was about 10 people in the meeting. and uh, Whew, That's intimidating. Yeah, it was uh, – well, every meeting's like that, and, you know, you're one guy, you're sitting at the end of the table, and you're getting almost interrogated by, uh, you know, <laughs> scouts, uh, co- uh, coaches, you know, player development guys, so – it's intimidating and they're just trying to get to know you as a player, get to know you as a person. And it feels like an interrogation, but they're just there trying to get to know you. So it's all good. No harm, no foul. But um, with New Jersey, it was funny because um, Ray Shiro, who was the GM at the time was sitting in the corner and uh, uh, he pulled out his phone and showed a, a hit I had at the world um, championships a couple months earlier. And he's talking about how great of a hit it was. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. Uh, the GM is cracking a couple jokes. So having a good feeling about this team. That's fantastic. Now, did he get any crazy questions, whether it was New Jersey? Um, how actually, let's back up. My apologies. How many teams actually did you sit and interview with? Oh, I can't remember the amount. Uh, oh, really? Quite a few. Yeah. Wow. A lot of teams because all 31 teams are there. So I didn't do every team, but I did quite a few of them. Yeah, over <laughs> five days. So. Any questions that kind of threw you off a little bit where you had to actually stop, gather yourself and go, I better answer this one correctly? There was a couple. Can, yeah, do you, if you do you recall the, what they were? There was one about would you rather be like a janitor or – well, the question was uh, why are janitors important? That was the question. It was open-ended, whatever okay. you – yeah. So it was, you know, really to dig in and what kind Ooh. of you – know, your thought process <laughs> and stuff like that. And I sat there for a second. I was like, really? Like we're at a hockey interview and like, you know – we're trying to talk hockey and get to know me as a player, but they're asking about this. And I really had to think about myself and what it really meant, like what Janner is doing, you know, they're as big a contribution to society as everyone else. And I think that was my answer. And I think, you know, they really liked it and it came from the heart. So it was all genuine. But I mean, I think that was the weirdest question is why are janitors important, right? During a hockey interview, especially. For sure. Now, did you sit down with your agency or maybe with their PR person and talk about how to answer questions in interviews or at least get some practice at it? Or was it just, I'm going in there. Don't talk to me. I want to do this myself because I can do it. You know, they gave me pointers, um, you know, just giving me a heads up of what it would be like, but you know, they never told me how to answer questions because you know, then it would be fabricated and scripted and it wouldn't come from me because they're there to get, you know, get to know you as a person. So I think the biggest thing for me was just being myself, answering the questions, you know, whatever comes from the heart, what kind of person I am. I think that's going to be help you longer in the long run rather than, you know, planning your answers to tell them what they want to hear. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So now you're, you're drafted in New Jersey. Did you end up attending camp? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a development camp in July and then uh, rookie camp and main camp in September. Yeah. Great. And what was that experience like? Like, was it an eye opening experience for you? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, getting there in rookie camp and, and seeing Jersey City and all that stuff in, in Newark was awesome. My first time at the rank and meeting, you know, all the coaching staff and the trainers and stuff. That was really awesome. And seeing the facilities they have um, it was really eye-opening and it was real special to go, go there for the first time, right? And then, did the boy, Yeah, did the guys take care of you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get your, like, a pro right from, from day one, right? Yeah, did you grab any swag on the way back, though? Did you get you kept all everything they gave you, for sure? Yeah, yeah. kept the equipment. I think it worth that whole summer. Nice. <laughs> oh, you got to wear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to wear it. That's fantastic. So what have you do, been doing in quarantine now? So who are you back on the ice, and who? And if so, who are you skating with? Yeah, I'm back on the ice. Uh, I'm skating with uh, Don Bray and Ray LeBlanc, and both in uh, Etobicoke. Um, so just working a little on speed, a little speed, a little speed action. A little there, speed, yeah. yeah, yeah. They they represent our club too. Ray's fantastic. So a little plug, free plug for them. No big deal. You're welcome. Yeah, You're Ray. welcome, Ray. If you hear this, shout out Razor. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. No, they do a great job there. And um, you know what? What I guess what's he been teaching in the last you know few weeks? He, you know, he's really technical with the uh, you know hand stuff and you know moves and you know how to evade pressure and zone entries and stuff like that so mm. i think it's a big aspect of my game and trying to improve that aspect to you know become a more complete player and, and better all around perfect so now you're you're coming into the season it's you know you're it's going to be again you guys got a good hockey club you know who else in your division is going to be really tough this year it's hard to say with the covid going on and all this stuff you know who's going to be back who's going to play in the American League, who are teams losing, and all that stuff. So I think it's all up in the air. Like, London's always good. Guelph's usually good. Um, they might take a step back since they made their run a couple years ago. But, I mean, we have a, one of the, tough, we have the toughest division in the OHL, I think. So every team's good, and, you know, we play them a lot. So we have a demanding schedule. Yeah, and what are you going to do to stand out this year as a player? I think just be myself and, and try and dominate. Uh, you know, be hard on pucks, be someone no one wants to play against on any night. Um, guys coming to the odds are thinking oh, shit, we got to play Vooks again. They're <laughs> not excited about that. I think that's what I thrive off of, and I, and I love hearing that and love seeing that stuff. Yeah. So we, you and I just quickly talked before the show started. So for anybody that's watching, and again, this is going to be episode 18 on Off the Puck Hockey. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and obviously on the Barn Burner Network, right beside Don Cherry's podcast. Just throwing that in there. Um, we've met – a long time ago was about four or five years ago, but at a spring team, and the coach was uh, was Jim Hughes, myself, you know. And just start, you do me a favor, list some of the players that were on that team. Do you remember? Uh, we had Hughesy, we had Turk, so Alex Turcott, <laughs> uh, myself, who else on that team? I think Philip Tomasino. Well, on a team. There's a we had studs, and I remember I remember Lindsay asking me to help with Jim, and obviously not knowing who you were, but I remember coaching that first game, going like, "We're gonna win this, and we're gonna win it big." And there's some really good hockey players there, but I remember seeing Tommy's. Um, obviously, Hughesy was a was a hell of a hockey player. At, you know, even at the time, he, you'd see his elite um, his elite vision, his speed. Uh, but more importantly, not the two that stuck out to me though were you and Turcotte. Um, and I remember coming home and telling my wife, I said, listen, I coached this guy, this kid, and I think he's going to be an NHL player. Like, I really believe, like, that she has everything going for him. Big, can shoot, good vision, strong, got a little bit of a chip, and he seems like a decent guy talking about you. And then, obviously, Turks, just absolute beast. Yeah. Like, good power forward, strong, you know, and just made plays all over the ice. Uh, you know, have you got to talk that you still t- stay in touch with any of those guys or with Turks or those guys? Yeah. I talk to, you know, Tommy all the time. Uh, yeah. Playing for you guys. Yeah. He's a hell of a hockey player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We played together for like eight years or whatever it was. And then Hughesy, I talked to sometimes, uh, you know, he's 
uh, in the NHL now. So, you know, he's probably a little more busy than I am, but I mean, talk to him sometimes and Turk's not so much. I saw him at the, the combine and the world championships. So we talked a little bit there, but yeah, you know, those are good hockey buddies that, you know, you know, for life and your friends for life. I should have pulled the picture up. I real, I, I did find it on my phone of us winning. We actually won two tournaments that weekend. Uh, not you guys. I had another team too. That was, uh, was pretty damn good for, uh, for the pro hockey group. Um, so, so now we're, we're going to be into a, into a new stage of NHL. You know, what do you have to do to be an NHL player? What's, what's the, what are your agents telling you? What do you think you have to do? Well, I think if I knew that question, I'd be there by now. Come oh on. yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I think uh, in all honesty is just, you know, getting quicker and you know, being a better player and an everyday player and consistency is everything and you know, getting an opportunity, making the most of it. I think that's the biggest thing. Good. Are you a bit of a gym rat or how's your nutrition? You making sure you're keeping off the Big Macs? Yeah, I don't know Big Macs for me. Just carrots, carrots and celery. That's it. Carrots and celery. Guys on the guys on the 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 wing the wing diet. <laughs> wing and diet. Wing and diet Coke. Wing and diet Coke, please. Yeah, come on, you're in Kitchener. They got great wing joints around here. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so you know what? You're still young in your career. You've got a long way to go. Has there been anybody you know from either coaching or you know that's someone that's really inspired you to become the the player you you know, you hope to be one day? I think Paul Jackson, uh, going back to him, he was a, my coach for my whole life. And I think just you know, playing for him, he played pro hockey and just inspired me to want to play that, that kind of lifestyle and, and go beyond where he played. He played in a bunch of different leagues, pro hockey, but, you know, to play in the NHL, I think he really did. Yeah, and wanted me to push my passion for hockey. And I fell in love with the game. And he taught me everything, so... I go to him to you know, do something special. Awesome. So, you know, you get the, you're on the bus all the time. You know, you got any funny stories for the boys on the bus? Obviously, in the, you got the big sleeper bus. I see it pulling up and down the road all the time, going up Highway 8, going to – whether you're going to London or Saga or wherever, you know, got any great stories from the road? We have a couple. We do uh, – you know, some of the guys play cards at the back or, you know, this game called Assassin. We have a lot of fun. A couple jokes, uh, you know, a couple movies. Uh, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. No, I'm no, actually excited no. to hear you say you play cards. I thought it was dead. I know when we're on road trips with our, with our hockey club that uh, you never see the cards come out. Typically the parents that are on the bus forking the bill heading up to Quebec or wherever we're going for tournaments. But uh, what's the game of cards you play back there? Uh, we play a lot of Schnarps. Schnarps and Euchre. What the hell is Schnarps? We need to talk. What the hell? That, must, that sounds like a Croatian game that I have no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, uh, you know what Euchre is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's kind of similar to Euchre, but you play by yourself, and uh, you've got to win tr- you got to win a certain amount of tricks. It, it's a little more different than Euchre, but it's a lot of fun, and you play with yourself, you're competing against everyone. There's no teams in it. So. Yeah, the coaches ever come back and show the boys how to play the Euchre game, or what? Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you get a coach come back, one of the bathroom stops in, plays a couple rounds of cards. Yeah, we do kind of the same. Uh, we were on the bus in juniors, whether it was playing or coaching, and uh, you know, it was an easy, and typically parents throw you a couple, you know, maybe 10 bucks, maybe if we stop for, uh, halfway up the ride to get some chips, but we weren't afraid to take the kids money. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, we needed money too. So if they wanted to play, Hey, you know, put your money on the table and we'll, we'll go right at it. Put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. <laughs> no chips and no drinks. Right for the <laughs> so, yeah. So we're into August now. Like what's, uh, have you heard anything about what's going on with camp? Have they scheduled anything or? No idea. Yeah, you know, we're, it's still up in the air, and you know, we have no idea. We're preparing like 
as hard as we can and preparing for September because we never know, right? Rather be over-prepared than not prepared at all. So, Yeah. How often are you heading down to, to Etobicoke to train? Uh, three times a week I'm skating, yeah. Good. And then the rest of the time just enjoying the summer, going to Grand Bend and Port Stanley and all the fun places around the town. No, those are the COVID hotspots. Not trying to get no COVID. I was smart. Hey, listen, that's a smart answer, right? Your agency's tell- teaching you really well. <laughs> yeah, so what what do you got going on uh, for the rest of the week? You you's gonna say you're heading out? You're training still? Yeah, in the gym every morning, and then in the ska- uh, skating three times a week. So about QC visit during the week in the mornings, and then you know on the weekend just maybe hang out with a couple of buddies. You know, since hockey's back on, I might get together, watch a game or two. Um, and I'll have some dinner, some, maybe some wings, some carrots and celery out there. Exactly. Yeah. Don't lie to the kid. Okay. I was there. I get it. Let's see. I'm, <laughs> I got to get down the dairy, the Gary diet or the Gary Roberts train. That guy's a beast. And obviously listening to him on spit and chicklets. Like I'm, I, I felt like I need to come home and like pick up a 10 pound weight just to feel good about myself. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> he dialed in on his nutritional stuff. Oh, he's, he's amazing. Have you ever, have you ever, um, you know, gone to Gary Roberts or anyone like that? No, no, never go with Gary. I'm with uh, Rich Clark in Oakville. Yeah, and what's Rich? I guess you know what I've heard a lot about Rich. Uh, again, just through the hockey community, you know what what's Rich been teaching you about off ice training, nutrition, things like that. That would be important for younger kids that want to be you one day. He's he's big in nutrition. Um, you know, he's plant based himself, so um, you know, trying to convert a couple guys to plant based, but uh, you know, just really taking care of their health and their body fat. And, Eating, eating healthy and, you know, getting the nutrients and stuff like that. And well, really just trying to hone in on that aspect and, and get the most out of yourself and the most out of your training. Perfect. And what's your, what's your ideal weight size right now? What are you sitting at? What are you benching? 215, lean muscle mass. Wow, that's all. Really? God damn, man. You're almost, holy shit. That is a good size, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Good for you. Well, listen, um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time to, to speak with us here at Off the Puck. Uh, I'm excited, to, again, just to watch you play. And obviously coming back, I'm going to text you the picture. i got to grab your number when we stop recording here and make sure that uh, we start tagging all the guys from that. That was because that was a great weekend. And I, like I said, I wish you the best, the best of luck moving forward, especially with New Jersey. And hopefully we see you in a pro sweater next year. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Um, you know, great this is off the, puck hobby, uh, off the Puck Hockey, episode 18. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Off the Puck Hockey is a barn burner production. Audio editing provided by Hoddle Services Video in 2020.